Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by Katie. Hi. And Greg. Yo. And we are reviewing Orphan. There's something wrong with Esther. Uh, uh, does anybody have any grumps about that tagline? Does anybody want to make a new one? Adoptions are not always as simple as they seem. <laughs> That's like a real ass tagline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's better than this. Yeah. The one they put in this fucking movie. Adoptions nope. are hard. <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> Do your research. <laughs> Damn, y'all are just going real. <laughs> what else am I supposed to I can't, do? Yeah, I can't help but to go real. I have been real. <laughs> I wasn't aware this one was all of a sudden supposed to be fake. No. I'm... <laughs> y'all ain't even talking about the orphan. Y'all are talking about the process, which is No, funny. I'm talking about the fuck. The... <laughs> Save it. Save it. Save what? I'm just mad at you. I'm... This has to do with the movie. Oh, okay. I'll not... say, say, hey, save the heat till later. It has nothing to do with the uh, process of adoption. It has everything to do with the fucking movie. Yeah, the orphan. Yeah. Pay attention <laughs> to your fucking kids. Listen yeah. to your wife. Katie made like seven taglines. I did because like you them. kept egging me on. <laughs> this whole conversation is one long tagline. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, birthday boy. Hit that music. The squad is working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld an eerie sight. For the horror movie list began to grow in size, and suddenly, to their surprise, they watched them all. Here was the scream of With no lights on, all frozen, no cause. Here was the scream of Like very white deep. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Here's that music. <laughs> all sensual and shit. Right. Seduction-y-ish. seduction mm, That fits. <laughs> so, <laughs> happy spookies, everyone. This is episode 16 of this marathon that we're doing. 31. Movie mar- marathon. And so, we're going with one. Greg, did you pick this one? I definitely did. Yes. So, we are reviewing the 2009 psychological horror thriller film, Orphan. So... Too many words. Yeah. Too many descriptor words. Yeah. (laughs) So there is a prequel that just came out called First Kill. Mm -hmm. Apparently people are enjoying it. So, yeah, if you don't know anything about Orphan, this is actually based off a real fucking story. Yeah, they've made a real movie, like a documentary or more like an autobiography type movie about this situation. Isn't that on Hulu? I think. Yeah. 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 So just for the uninitiated, a family adopts a new daughter from Russia and everything falls apart afterward. <laughs> there's more to it, but you know, there's somebody out there that might not know the, the twist. From Romania. Oh, I thought they said Russia, but she was actually from somewhere else when they looked it up. They Romania, think they think Russia, they think they think Russia, but she's actually from Estonia. Yes, that's what it was. So, Katie, what did you think about Orphan? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Mm, thumbs up. That The actress who played the little girl, uh, who plays the orphan, um, was incredible. And I was doing a little reading 
on just fun facts, I guess, about or like trying to figure out where I knew the the different characters, the different actors from. Um, and when I went to her page and like was reading about her, um, her name is Isabel Furman. I found out she was only fucking 10 when she did this movie. And that blew my goddamn mind because this, this little girl acted the shit out of this movie. Like she did so good. It made it really creepy to like at the end to know that she was only 10 when it was happening. But like, mm-hmm. goddamn, she went hard. Like she acted the fuck out of this movie. She did great. Um, yeah, it was good. It did fall into a bunch of tropes, horror tropes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, to be expected, I guess. Greg, what about you? I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> This is my second time watching it, and then upon the first time, I just, I just wanted to share it instantly with you guys. I just absolutely wanted to review it. Um, watching it the second time around, once you like, you know the twist and everything, it it makes it all the more fun because you can see how she's immediately already trying to spin her web the moment she gets there, and she's calculating everything down to the, down to her just asking if little max the little sister it can hear anything already spinning her web at the very beginning of the whole plot and just how wild this whole every circumstance is just i can't help once once you've known everything after the first time it just it kind of makes it all the more entertaining it makes it and honestly it's not supposed to be funny but to me it's it's quite funny yeah, this 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 is a fun movie. I've I've always enjoyed this one. I remember Terrell and I, I don't know if I went to the theater and saw this with him, or we just caught this on Netflix or some app when it popped on there. I just remember sitting with him watching this. And I'm like, what the f-? especially towards the end before the, the hardcore killing really gets going. There's one specific scene with the daughter and the dad. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, oh. And then, you know, it just kind of went from there. And we're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. We were a little bit uh, bothered <laughs> for a few moments. Uh-huh. But it, this movie is, is fun. But yeah, Katie was speaking truths. It, it does force people to be really dumb in points for the movie to continue. Because there's moments Katie's like, why is no one watching that kid? Why is no one watching any of the kids? But I mean, there's families out there where kids just do whatever they want and no one looks at them. So I we grew up watching the Rugrats and those parents never watched those kids. Yes, yeah. I know. And it's fucking atrocious. <laughs> so Tommy was for sure premature. Like you would have eyes like a hawk on that little kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can't turn that off when I watch movies. So when parents are just shitty and not paying attention to their kids or not listening to their kids when their kids are telling them that something is wrong uh just fucking like red flags go off in my brain because i can't yeah but no this this is a fun fun movie like greg said just just little little breadcrumbs every time you watch it i saw tons of things and it's just like oh okay oh okay okay okay. but uh this is a fun one uh at some point we'll review the prequel i don't know how i feel about prequels but hopefully it's a solid one hate seeing stuff that's before because anything new is just gonna die you know <laughs> so a horror movie prequel is even worse because <laughs> you know the bad guy's gonna win because they have to be alive for this one so uh but it still should be a pretty good journey to that point so 
but no, uh, I would say the thumbs up. You should check this out. I know the second one, the prequel is on Paramount. I don't know if this one was on. It wasn't on anything. No, you had to, I had to rent it via Amazon. Yeah. There were, For the second a, time. I know there's some apps out there. No, Tubi. It, it, I thought I saw it say. Oh, it was yeah. On, it was on Tubi, but like Tubi turns a two hour movie into a four hour movie because their ads get progressively longer as you watch a movie. Yeah. I hate it's like, oh, yeah, here's a 10 second ad. Here's a 30 second ad. Here's a four minute ad. Yeah. Here's eight minutes of ads. God damn it, Tubi. Like, yeah. Figure it out. I hate that shit. Yeah. But I got to make money somehow because fucking free. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get through the story and we'll, oh, sorry, take it back a second. I didn't even talk about the, the cast. So I'm going to mess her last name up, but it's Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. She is the wife in the Conjuring movies, the all 50 of them. And so she's uh, what Lorraine Warren. That's her name. She's half of the Warrens. And that's she's made her money doing that. But she's been in. She's the mom in Bates Motel. Yeah. Tons she's the more mom things. in the boy in the striped pajamas. Like, yeah, she's in a tons more things. But the Conjuring movies, those are the ones that make hundreds of millions of dollars that she's doing. They make stupid money. Peter Sarsgaard. We for a second we thought he was part of that family, but no, there's a K in their name. He's just Sarsgaard. But he is the bad guy from the Magnificent Seven, the remake. So he was uh Bone Barn? Bowls, Bowels, something like that. Some B name. He got fucked up by Benzo Washington, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> for a second, I thought he was the bad guy from Wild Wild West, but no, the, the ages wouldn't work. Cause but uh yeah, he's always a bad guy in things because he's man, he's kind of a bad guy in this. I'll tell you that. I'm just an idiot. Yeah. This. CCH Pounder. So that name is absurd. Yes, yes, that's her name. It's Carol Christine Hilaria Pounder. So I get why she went with that, I guess. But she is the voice of Amanda Waller anytime they have an animated version. So in Superman comics, she's like that gigantic like black lady that is in control of the Suicide Squad and just hates superheroes. She did that voice for fucking decades. And she also uh, runs the entirety of the program of Warehouse 13. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but she's been in tons of things. She was in Demon Knight, one of my favorite horror movies. She was the owner of the hotel or the motel. And then she gets her arm ripped off by a demon and then blows herself up. So, <laughs> but no, CCH Pounder is amazing. I'm, anytime I see her, I have to say her name out loud. It's kind of like you say Ray Liotta. You don't just say, hey, it's Ray. You say, hey, hey, it's Ray Liotta. Tons of actors, you say, like, oh, okay, it's John. But, hey, CCH founder. You know, I had to say the full thing. I don't know why. Uh, Jimmy Bennett. That's a fake-ass name. Some comedian, I think, has that name, Jimmy Bennett, I think. But he was the young James Kirk in the reboot, continuation, alternate. The Star Trek movies. Yeah, the newer ones. That started in 2009. Yeah, that newer line that they made. He looked familiar. Yeah, he looked familiar, and I was like, where are you from, little dude? But no, this, this is a fun one, like I said. So uh, we're good through the story and we'll talk about a favorite and least favorite character. Actually, no, the least favorite probably is going to be a cornucopia. So. But we meet up with Kate. Hey, it's another movie. Uh, Kate is not the same as Katie. Get that shit out of here. Close enough. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I was, telling, I was telling Katie that there's tons of horror movies with the name Katie in it. And Katie's like, you only know two. And I was like, I know like 50. And, and then she proceeded she, to name two. Yeah. And she's like, well, tell me. I was like, 
I have to go to the restroom. <laughs> and, I, like, and I ran away. Yeah. Proceeds to look up. Trying to pass off like Kate's and all sorts of bullshit that's not my name. She went to the restroom and caught me halfway out the window. I was trying to leave. <laughs> I had a bag set. Me and Bella Bella had a hat on. We were about to scoot out. You know, good and well, Bella ain't going outside. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so Kate and John Coleman, we get a weird dream flashback situation of Kate. She's having a baby, their third child, Jessica. Hooray. Oh, shit. Everything's going weird in this situation. She's just bleeding and the doctor doesn't really care. And then the baby gone. And we, it's a crazy dream, but she had a stillbirth. And so oh. the entire beginning of this movie, that stillbirth like dream that she had made me think that something completely different was going to happen because the way that it played was yeah, that weird situation was that their kid like was really born and just kidnapped. Yeah, it was like, a weird dream because the baby cried, like came out of mom and then cried like that baby's alive not still like stillbirth babies don't cry yeah <laughs> that baby cried and then the nurse was like oh your baby is dead and like walked away with the fucking baby i was like this baby just got kidnapped <laughs> like how are we not how is this movie starting this wild yeah here's some morphine for you goodbye and just walks off yeah <laughs> fucking insane so uh, life is hard for kate and obviously she just lost a child so we see that her second little girl, Max, she, she asked her, like, am I going to get another sister? Or, you know, they, they keep bringing it up. So Kate and John, they head to a orphanage. Thank you. I couldn't. I was trying to think of some word because I know I got you. An orphanage is just an orphanage, even if it's at a church. It's just still an orphanage. Yeah. Most, special. most orphanages are at churches. Oh, OK. I didn't know. Movies tell me that this is just like a giant house. It's all dilapidated. And that's an orphanage. That's part of a church. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> and they're looking at the kids and there's some pretty cool kids in there. And they meet up with a nine-year-old Russian girl, Esther. And apparently she is way mature for her age and smart. And all the kids love her. And she never gets into trouble. Well, the kids don't love her. She doesn't have any friends, really. But all the adults love her. Yeah. And she seems perfect. And so... She brings up the fact that, you know, I'm an orphan and, you know, I'd love to find a family, you know, saying the right words. And, you know, it, it's like the perfect kid in a movie. And you're like, damn, this kid's perfect. Why hasn't this kid been picked up? And we'll find out. Why. Red flag. Yeah. So they adopt her and they bring her home to their five-year-old uh, semi-deaf daughter, Max. Um, she, she's nearly completely deaf. Yes. And actually the actress, she actually is nearly deaf. And so they added that in. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And their 12-year-old son, Daniel. And, you know, one of the kids always got to be a turd to, like, an adopted kid, even in, like, a, like a rom-com situation. Or a movie or yeah. a TV show. There's always one kid that's like, I don't like you. Why are you here? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. So at this point, every night, every day, there's, always, there's just little red flags. This is Red Flag the movie, just, like, fresh. Red flag the movie. And so uh, Kate and John, they're trying to get it get busy in the bed. And then Esther's like, I'm scared of the thunder. Can we sleep with you? So she dragged Max out of her bed and they hop in and sleep. And she's sleeping all up on the dad, which is, you know. But Esther's talking like an adult and she knows 
a little too much about stuff. She was talking about sex and all these things. Mm. She's starting to, she's talking like she's not a kid. Red flag number one was her getting into bed and wanting to be really close to the dad. That's like, you just met this person. And it's weird for the dad to have let it happen as well. Like, you just met this little girl and you're just going to let her like be all up on you. Like, no matter how much you want to, you know, say or whatever, think that's your daughter. Like, no, you guys take the bed. I'll sleep on the floor or I'll sleep on the couch. Like you sleep with mom or whatever. Like, no, it's just weird. It was, it's super weird. So we see Daniel, he's playing with paintballs in the cold. So that makes the paintballs even worse. Fun fact. And he shoots a pigeon. He gets curious and hits a pigeon and he's crying because he didn't want to hurt it. He just wanted to see what would happen. (laughs) Idiot. You shoot something, it gets hurt, bud. You're an idiot. And then Esther tells him that, hey, you you need to kill that thing. You hurt it. So put it out of its misery. And she picks up a big ass rock. and She picks up a brick. Oh, I thought it was just a big ass chunk of a rock. No, that was a brick. And blows that pigeon up. Big so, ass chunk of rock comes later. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I swear I saw her with a rock. She does pick up a rock. Later. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget, this kid is already uh Daniel is already jealous of Esther because when she first arrived, they were like showering her with gifts uh yeah. to celebrate her arrival. Like, here's new toys and new this and new that. And he was trying to get his dad to pay attention to him. And dad was just like, that's great, buddy. Like, I'm doing a thing over here. And he was just getting more and more upset. Right. Dad, I just got a perfect score in Fire in the Flames. Okay, cool. Like, bitch, that was a lot of work. Bitch, that was a lot of work. Look at me. Acknowledge me, please. (laughs) Right. So, uh, like I said, little by little things happen. We get a classmate that razzes on Esther, calls her, uh, what did she say? She this said, about a- little Bo Peep texted and wants her outfit back. And yeah. Esther's like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Just her face. She's like, I'm going to get you, bitch. And so uh, the that classmate is, what, about to go down a slide? And then Esther just pushes the fuck out of her. And she, like, eats it and it breaks her leg. She and- falls off the side of one of those metal slides. So the straight yeah. shoot slides. Yeah, those back-in-the-day slides. Uh, yeah. And eats it. And so. Breaks her ankle. You know, the parents are like, Esther, did you. Did you push her off of that? It's like, no, she slipped, dad. Believe me. And then Max is covering for her. She's like, no, she slipped. Because Esther told her to. Yeah. Uh, very much a uh, power situation is happening. Well, kind of, not quite at this at point. At first, I think Esther, they were trying to be friends. Yeah. Esther has like, Esther is using Max. Uh, they're, they've become really close, like sisters and Esther is putting in a lot of effort in learning sign language, like she can communicate with her. And at this point in the movie, Esther is playing with Max's emotions and be like, if if I get, you know, just tell them you didn't see anything or tell them that I didn't do it, because if they find out that I did it, then they'll send me away and you don't want to send your sister away, do you? Yeah. So she's kind of trying to guilt trip her with her emotions like you love me. Right. So, like, don't tell me. So around this time, Sister Abigail Hey, CCH Pounder. Hopefully she'll be all right. <laughs> she visits and she tells Kate and John that, hey, you know, the more I've looked into this child, a lot of weird stuff happens. You know, uh, a kid will get hurt and she's just kind of around. She's always around when things went down, but she's never the one that did it. 
And her last adoptive family, they died in a house fire. She was the only one to survive. It's kind of weird. So Esther hears this and she's like, well, we got to kill that bitch. So Esther takes Max and they go through the woods. And as Sister Abigail is driving, Esther pushes Max into the road. And Sister Abigail crashes into like the snowbank and gets out of her car. And she's like, Max, what are you doing out here? And Esther runs up with a hammer and mushes her head in. And then they drag her body. She tells Max to help her drag the body because now you're in trouble. You, you were here. You helped me do this. Now you got to help me. Keep keep helping me, asshole. So that's all it takes, man. Someone's close by like, well, you were here. You should have stopped me. So you didn't stop me. So let's, you know, teamwork now. Not to mention she's five and <laughs> deaf. <know>. And <laughs> I know. It's, it sucks. And so they hide the evidence in Daniel's treehouse. So like I said, around this point, um Daniel he actually sees them at the treehouse and he talks to Max like hey what's happening and Esther she's always listening always around the corner just like oh okay okay I'm gonna take care of him and she walks up on him as he sleep one night and pulls out a box cutter puts it to his throat and is like hey man if you tell mom and dad anything of this shit I'm gonna cut your junk off before you even know how to use it and he pees himself. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, damn, I don't want you. Please don't cut my penis off. <laughs> so when she responds, you pissed yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this chick caught me off good. <laughs> you just sleep. Oh, man. Like, mm. It's all just so wild. Yeah. <laughs> so Esther is great at turning people away from other people. She's really good at that. She kind of sneaks in and works it out. So she's working on John and making it seem like Kate is being paranoid about Esther and she doesn't really want her there. And so Esther does good things, but then she'll add a little sprinkle of an asshole to it, but no one else sees it. So Esther makes a bouquet of flowers. That's great. And she shows it to Kate, but she uses the flowers from the grave of the dead daughter that they had so jessica and the second kate sees the flower she's like you you know you didn't and she's like what i didn't know what it was you know doing stuff off to the side and then kate freaks out and that's when people run into the room when she freaks out they don't see anything else they just see the emotion that she is throwing at esther it's really smart if you do it at the right time yeah and let's not forget we've already learned at this point that kate used to be an alcoholic yes um after the death of jessica she went into a deep depression um and was abusing alcohol and then eventually just gave it up cold turkey and hasn't had a drink in almost a year yeah and all of this all of her actions and reactions to esther acting wild uh is like bringing up Similar shit to which how she was acting when she was an alcoholic. Yeah. So including when she was drinking, apparently it's revealed in a fight that she nearly lets Max drown in the uh the frozen pond. Yeah. She was drinking in pasto. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. So after Kate grabs on Esther's arm, rough but not crazy rough. Esther actually goes into like, I don't know, the shed somewhere and breaks her arm like some uh, uh, what's that movie with Glenn Close 
not single white female, fatal attraction. Uh, that's what Glenn Close does when Kirk Douglas is like, get out of my life. She's like, okay, I'm going to make everybody think you fucking hurt me. And Esther breaks her arm and it's like, dad, mom broke my arm. You're like, oh my God, Kate, what are you doing? She's like, I didn't break her arm. I didn't grab it at heart. He's like, hey, I think you should sleep on the couch right now. I'm going to stay in here with Esther. You should go somewhere else. You're having some situation. I'm like, oh my God. And you can see Esther on the bed. Just like, oh, I'm hurt. Help me. <laughs> the next day, Esther, she sneaks up to the car as Kate's dropping off the kids. And she sets up a distraction with the son's like backpack. Like all the shit falls out. So the mom gets yeah, out of the car. She cuts a hole in the bottom of the backpack. If, if, okay, if my mom was dropping me off in my backpack, all the shit fell out, she would just roll the window down and say, get, get, get your shit. Get your shit. She wouldn't get out the car. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And, you know, this is why I'm not really, made to be a mom. Cause if I saw that happen to my son, I'd roll down the window and laugh. Ha ha, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Drive away. <laughs> so as, I wouldn't really do that, but that'd be fucking oh, funny. I would. Uh, so as the mom gets out of the car, she puts the brakes on and stuff. At least she does that. The Esther sneaks out of nowhere and puts the car in neutral and takes the brake off. And then the car slowly careens down the hill that this school is on. Why the fuck is your student drop off on a hill? That's yeah, and it's dumb icy. as fuck. Yeah, so that's uh, idiotic. Yeah, so Max is in the back seat, like, whoa, shit. <laughs> As the car's picking speed in up. her car seat that she yeah. can't get out of because she's five. <laughs> and it crashes into the snowbank. So everyone's like, holy shit, what happened? And then we see that. They find a bottle of empty wine later on earlier. Or a full bottle of wine. A full bottle of wine. But I think I thought they found the empty bottle. No. Okay. They find the, the full bottle. So as they're in therapy and Kate's therapist is like, I think you should go back to rehab because we think that you probably slammed that bottle of wine back. Because she says there were two bottles she bought, but she didn't drink any. She poured it out. And they're like, she poured one out and yeah. put the other one away. And then they're like, yeah, you probably didn't pour that out. He probably just slammed it back. So I don't think you should be around the children. What bugs me the most about that moment is like, why didn't you just test my blood? I would have been like, the alcohol would stay in her fucking system if she pounded a whole goddamn bottle of wine. Like, test my blood, bitch. There ain't no alcohol in that. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a lot of movies got a lot of just lazy people in it. You know, there are a lot of things you could test. So, John, he's like, I'm gonna leave you and take the kids if you don't go back to rehab. And so, like I said, things are falling apart. So, Kate, she starts doing some digging because she something's up with Esther. She can feel it finally, you know. She, and she kind of been feeling it for yeah. a while. So she f- does some digging and she finds the the orphanage that Esther was at before, and she calls the place and they're like, Oh, we're not an orphanage. She's like, What? What? What are you talking about? No, we're a mental hospital. And she's like, oh, shit. (laughs) And they are going to do some digging into this person because, you know, it's not the same names and stuff. And the orphanage, they're like, well, she sends them a picture. Yeah. And like, well, we don't really have any records. So, you know, it's going to take some time. So that's, you know, the shoe, the shoe drops. So Daniel, he goes into the treehouse searching for evidence of the crime. So he can be like, Esther's crazy as fuck. And Esther's like, see. See, came trust you. Look at you trying to find shit. Oh, you, you looking for this? Yeah, you looking for this bloody hammer I got in my bag? He's like, 
Now you got to die. So she lights up the treehouse and locks him in. And Max, he, he crawls out the window and he's like, help. And the treehouse is on fire. Falls out the treehouse, eats it. That treehouse was kind of fucking high. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like snowy as shit. Like it was fresh powder. You could have just fallen in that and yeah. fine. He still ate it, I guess. So he falls out of the treehouse. And Esther is walking up with a gigantic rock and she's about to just smush his head in. I don't know how she's going to. I guess she would move the body afterwards. I think it was the same brick from earlier. I don't know. It was big as fuck. And then the mom finally looks up from her computer and investigating and sees the fucking treehouse on fire. Runs out there. Uh, Actually, Max saves her brother pushing Esther. But then the mom's like, get the fuck away from the treehouse. And then drags the son. So Daniel is in the hospital in the ICU because he got fucked up. Yeah, smoke inhalation and fucking like a broken back and yeah, neck injury. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So in the hospital, Esther she gets an excuse to get up because she wants a snack from the machine. Gets a dollar and she's walking and then just whoop goes into Daniel's room, puts his um the little what EKG mm-hmm. thing on her finger so it's a a, a normal pulse. And smothers this boy. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, man. So she's trying to get get the, the evidence out of here. She's like, oh, you know too much. You gotta die. Well, she's not trying to kill him. She's trying to make it so that he is not capable of telling on her. Oh, yeah. But probably if she could just kill him, that's easy, too. I guess yeah. if she wanted to kill him, she could have just turned off the machines. And just walk out. La, la. Yeah. <laughs> But the doctors actually revive him. So she did a pretty good job, but not good enough. So Kate sees this and sees that Esther was just walking around and she just rolls up and smacks the fuck out of her. But then, you know, everyone holds her back and they actually sedate her because they're like, this mom is crazy as fuck. She just like hit her kid in front of everybody. You can't do that. I don't think you can't do that. Can you like, oh, she's crazy. Let me just inject her with something. (laughs) She's not a patient. Yeah, she's. Uh, you gotta call somebody you can't just inject random people like that right doctor already got a syringe in his pocket ma'am well they also called they also called for orderlies and that's not really like a thing (laughs) there would be nurses that would take care of that or security guards who would take care of that there's not really like security like they're not on like a mental health ward they yeah. weren't in the mental health ward they were in a fucking waiting room yeah but they lit her up in the pediatric quick. icu so yeah doc had that shit in his pocket waiting he's like somebody going like wild in here i'm gonna hit him that man is losing his job yeah i'm hitting somebody with the syringe they go crazy in this bitch yeah. <laughs> I, I knew this day would come yeah <laughs> i knew it I knew i was gonna get somebody so uh Kate, kate's taking a fucking nap and then john he heads home with the kids. The so, girls. The girls. Yeah. And Esther's like, this is my chance. And she makes a nice little dress, puts on makeup, and heads down to seduce her dad. Uh, I don't know why John is just slamming back wine. He was going to do don't know why. Well, his life's falling apart. Yeah. Well, I, don't forget, she also stole the hearing aids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she takes Max's hearing aid because she's like, you don't want to hear this shit. And then we find out a little bit earlier because Kate and John, they do some arguing. And apparently John cheated on her 
at some point yeah. yeah and so earlier a mom is like talking to him and was like hey maybe you can come by help me move some furniture and he's like <laughs> well he does a really good job of finishing that sentence though yeah he says yeah maybe me and kate can come over and help you move furniture yeah. like it, it took a couple of seconds for him to say that part he's like <laughs> no he didn't pause i thought he smiled for a little bit no he didn't pause he was very clear like yeah maybe me and kate can come over and the mom was like no that's not what i wanted but <laughs> esther spins it when she talks to the mom yeah. about it so yeah esther's hitting on john and john's like what, what's john's happening fucked up drunk john's like what are you, what are you doing get off me <laughs> <laughs> he's like this ain't right <laughs> he's like i'm gonna send you back to the orphanage and then it's like hey maybe maybe kate was right about you you're acting kind of wild right now and then, Esther's like, okay, and just disappears. And so around this time, Kate wakes up, her phone goes off, and she is talking to a doctor from the Sarn Institute, the crazy place. And she just learns that Esther is a 33-year-old woman named Lena, born in Estonia, and she has hypopituitarism. Yep. And it stunts her growth, and she's a dwarf honestly a proportional dwarf because a lot of dwarf body i'm not a doctor on this or anything but there's parts that aren't equal mm-hmm. and she's like an equal dwarf and so it's like she just looks like a little kid um and she spent most of her life posing as a little girl and she's violent as- a lot of cigarettes yeah and she's violent as fuck murdered at least seven people <laughs> and apparently she hits on the husband of the families. And when they say no or get off me, uh, she's like, well, okay, well, you can die. Yeah. And just ruins everything and tries to kill the families and stuff. So it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And Kate starts calling John. And well, and he points out at the same time, like, how did you not notice? Like, like the only way we can confirm that this is her really, this is the same woman uh, is the cuts. And she's like, what are you talking about? The cuts? And like, you haven't seen the cuts. This can't be the same girl. Like, yeah, she has cuts on her wrists, all over her wrists and her neck from the straight jackets that we used to put on her. And she used to try and get out of them. Um, and they never noticed because in this movie, Esther is wearing ribbons around her neck and her hands that she refuses to take off. Yeah. So at this point, actually, when they're explaining Esther and all her craziness, we get like a a voiceover of that but then we see esther taking off her makeup removing her fake teeth removing her ribbons and just showing the scary gross person <laughs> taking the facade off her teeth were all grody and shit and she's like well guess i'm killing this family <laughs> and she turns the power off in the house and john's like what happened to the power he's drunk and stupid at this point Oh, she fucked up that power box. Yeah. And stabs him in the back. And he goes down. He's like, oh, my God, my back. And then she stabs him like 17 times in the chest. Yeah, she and sure so did. The way you yelled, Katie, I remember watching this with Terrell. And he's like, kick that bitch. Really? And we were like, I mean, I was like, yeah, Terrell, he took a knife to the back. I guess that really fucking hurt, I guess. like Adrenaline. Yeah, I... It, it it Terrell was heated when he got stabbed in the back and just was like, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> he just gave up. I, was I like, did Jesus, the same man. thing. 
fight this little person. She is tiny. But she got a lot of crazy in her, so it makes her strong. I guess. If I got stabbed, I'd have a lot of crazy in me too. Bitch, get kicked. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I'll like kick Chucky. that little bitch across the room. Anytime Chucky stab stabbing on people, just chop kick them. They'll fly off. Yeah. So Kate is speeding home as fast as you can go in ice and almost kills herself like much faster than times. you can actually go in ice. <laughs> and she makes it home. Oh no, Esther, she found a pistola and she actually hits Kate, what, in the arm or something? Uh, yeah. Well, they're like hide, playing hide and seek in the house, basically. Yeah. And so Lena, she shoots at Max and, and Kate grabs Max and stuff. And she's on top of like the greenhouse roof. And Esther like shoots like I guess one of the last bullets or one of the last bullets. Yeah. And she falls through the greenhouse and just falls on Esther. Just mm-hmm. bleh. and Esther's like, damn, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so Kate and Max, they are leaving the house as the police arrive and they go into the woods instead of just going to the road. And Katie's like, why don't you just go to the road? Where the cops are. Yeah. But Oh no, Esther attacks Kate by this pond and they do some rolling down to the pond and they are fighting on the ice. <laughs> What's a mom to do when there's a crazy girl on the ice? <laughs> and so uh, Esther's stabbing a fuck out of Kate on this ice. I'm Trying. Like, well, she slices her a couple of times, but. Um, yeah, but they're not serious cuss. Yeah. They're like artificial. And so Max pulls up the pistola and shoots at them, but she hits short. And the ice cracks and they fall into the cold water. And so they're fighting underwater and like Esther stabs Esther stabs her ass good and under the water. But then mm-hmm. she like elbows her and Esther just floats away like down into, the, second, into yeah. the deep. Uh, Kate climbs out of the ice and Max is like, oh, my mom's alive. Hooray. And then Esther grabs her leg and is like, bitch, I ain't done. <laughs> and then Kate drop kicks her straight in the face and I guess breaks her neck like i don't know that's unclear yeah like there was but a, kicks the fuck out of her. there was a crack to it i was like god damn she kicked her hard yeah uh, i would have done the same but just like in the movie the good son there's a moment right as the villainous child is like don't kill me i love you and the mom's like ah you bad and lets them die uh good son's a fucking mess Got i a, love that movie young elijah wood and young macaulay culkin macaulay culkin's I, fucking people up in that i movie. love that movie um but no Esther's like, mommy, don't let me die. And she's holding a knife behind her. And Kate's like, I'm not your fucking mommy. And kicks the shit out of her. And her body slides into the pond. And Kate and Max, they're finally met by the police. Hooray! I forgot to bring up, in this movie, Esther was making paintings. And they were beautiful paintings. But when you turned out the lights, she and used... And put a black light on it. Yeah, and she used special paint, secret paint to Neon make paint. Yeah, secret paint. And she made all of these like scary graphic pictures. Yeah, she turned a house into like the, the yeah, a house she used to live in into like the murder house. Yeah. So the black and white or the black light version had like everybody who's who she killed in it. Yeah, it was an absolute mess. So that was Orphan. So Katie, who was your favorite character? And orphan. My favorite would have to be, I guess, Esther. Her commitment to the acting was incredible. Like I said at the beginning, the little girl who played Esther was incredible. Um, the character itself was so fucking wild. 
And the fact that this is based on kind of a true story or kind of based, I guess, on an actual story is just insane. That's my favorite. Greg. Max, for me, she is pretty much the only likable character. Yeah, you're so, not wrong. Say for, for Esther purely for entertainment's sake, but as a character slash person, definitely Max. I oh, mean, yeah. Everyone else is not very likable in their for their own reasons. And she's just a sweet kid. I'm not going to have kids, but if I did, I don't want her to be as sweet as Max was in that film. Yeah, I want a yeah. Max. I want a Max. She saves people. <laughs> she was such a sweetheart. Uh, yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that train with Greg. Max was great. She saved so many people's lives before they got fucking murdered. Yeah, she was a little kid, man. She's like, I'm trying my best to keep everything together, but there's so many crazy <laughs> people keep around. Keep the me. right secrets and yeah, tell, yeah. She's like, this bitch crazy, <laughs> but I don't want to die, and she'll kill everybody. So. Uh, but no, Max was great. Uh, uh, honorable mention to fucking Esther's actress. It yeah. was great. It was fucking great. You know, little kid. Little kid doing work. So Especially when uh, her, her verbal jab that she started to have, like, she got more and more comfortable and more and more bold. Um, the piano one was what did it for me. Oh, yeah. When she reveals she actually knows how to play the piano. <laughs> I just figured you want to teach me because it must be difficult having one that you know, came and hear the music and one that has no interest in music. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> With a straight face. Yeah. She said oh. a lot of hardcore shit. Just yeah, she did. Nonchalant. Oh, man. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character in Orphan? I have two. <laughs> uh, one being Daniel for almost the whole movie. That kid was a fucking turd. There we go. But number one spot has got to go to bitchy Brenda. Fuck that little girl. (laughs) Greg. (laughs) You know, I was trying to narrow it down between those two, but I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to take your lead and just go with both. Brenda's the one that got her leg broken, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to just take your lead and go with both of them. I hated them both. And I nearly nearly struggle with calling them my least favorite and disliking them because of what ends up happening to them but i'm not there on that here's the way i see it did they deserve what happened to them no but when we're all when when everyone was on board with believing esther was actually a little girl they showed their true colors of how they were as kids and how they were as people yeah in the way they treated her so i've I have I have the evidence before me already before thing things that were unnecessary unnecessary events happened to them. I have the evidence before me that you are not pleasant human beings. And I don't want to be told that kids can't be unpleasant human beings. They were unpleasant human beings, and that's about the nicest way I can put it. <laughs> like Daniel's jealousy and the way he treated her just in 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 school in front of his friends just so he wouldn't be mistreated. Like, ah, oh, it's it's Ugh, I don't want to get on a soapbox about kids who mistreat other kids just because they're different. I think we all know yeah. that line. We, we all know where that can go. We, you all know what I'm getting at. So I'm not going to just go off on some tangent about those type of kids. So just take the mic for me, please. Yeah, this it sucks. This movie had poop people before the real poop person appeared. Mm-hmm. And then that poop person it's just trump them real quick because she was a murderer but it's just it was a, just a room full of terrible people and max mm-hmm. honestly everybody was crap in some way so i it's just 
it was a smorgasbord of just shitty people, but I'm going to go with the dad. Uh, He was the worst. He had this weird, like, glazed over look halfway through the movie. He just seemed like he was, like, drunk the whole time. I don't know if that's that actor's, like, I don't care face or I'm trying to be an asshole face, but he just seemed like he was, like, just like high or drunk the whole time. It's just some weird emotion he was showing. It's just weird. I don't know. Shitty parents, man. Shitty. I don't like the mom. I don't like the mom. She wasn't that fucking good either. I mean, at the end, she was protecting the kids. I guess that's really good, but she wasn't that good up until that point, you know? You made your bed as far as this adoption. You sleep in it. You, this is the person you've chosen, and that better or worse. So you deal with it as opposed to what I really didn't like was at the dinner table when her son is clearly being rude, saying multiple things. And for, before it gets a little out of hand, he says multiple things and she just lets it, lets it, lets it ride without making any comments because she resents the girl. And this is before we confirm anything about her. So just based on the fact that she just doesn't like her, doesn't vibe with her. She's cool with him making a few comments until it, until it just goes a bit too far. But she let that ride out. And so she, by not doing anything, she encouraged it. Terrible mom. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't adopt if you're not prepared to take, take the, the, the bad with the good. And she clearly was not. Yeah, absolute poop. Okay, so let's do seven-word synopsis. I got two of them. I have so many. <laughs> so my first one is punt that little kid down the street. He's like, I'm going to stab you. Okay. And then we kick. And then my second was dad was acting sus for a second. So I just remember me and Terrell watching this movie. And then when Esther was getting dressed and then he was slamming wine, just hardcore for half a second, Terrell's like, he ain't going to fuck this kid. Right. And I was like, I don't think that's happening, Terrell. And then she came down and we're like, just my face. I'm like, I ain't trying to watch this. <laughs> and then he was finally like, God, this ain't right. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> and then she stabbed him up. And then Terrell was like, fight that little kid off. Fight him. <laughs> you know? But yeah, we were like, what the fuck is this? What's happening right now? We were just sitting there confused about life. I've, I, I'm curious how it felt in the theater with other just random people. Like, somebody just sits up in their seat looking around like, is, am I in a dream? Like, is this happening? <laughs> I ain't trying to watch this shit. <laughs> Want my money back. <laughs> what I don't understand, I think the most about Esther is like, okay, if you're a full adult woman, right? Um, one, you would have had to have been purchasing like feminine products at some point, like, and you're supposed to be nine. Like, that's that's a weird thing to deal with. Um, also, if your whole thing is like finding dudes who like children like there's a whole website that tells you where all the sexual predators are (laughs) like you could just fucking find where they live around you and then go be with that person i'm betting in the prequel there's a reason that she chooses like Dads? families yeah, and then the a dad. fucking daddy issue yeah yeah there's probably something to it and then probably in that prequel they'll be like oh that's why she does this and this and that movie You're like oh okay but her okay. method clearly has not been successful <laughs> yeah <laughs> based on the many pictures of the many men that she's kept in her in her her bible yeah so perhaps change your approach and just try to find someone who's okay with 
petite women. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm tiny. <laughs> okay. I have five. You've got three kids. No kitchen sex. Yeah. Immediate. That was Red flag. What the fuck were y'all thinking? You the thrill knew- of the, the thrill of the of the uh 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 oh you know what I'm trying to say, you know getting caught and shit. Yeah, I guess. Th- <laughs> yeah, ain't no thrill of someone this girl you just met seeing your junk. Uh ain't no thrill of traumatizing your five-year-old child who walks down to get a glass of milk or your 12-year-old son who is gonna have a lot of fucking questions. Um just uh, he ain't got no questions. All the those pornos he had in the treehouse, he knows exactly what'd be going on. Right. <laughs> Whatever. You got a room with a lock on it. Go there. Moms in horror movies are insecure AF. Yeah. And to go with that, dads in horror movies are fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, they usually don't believe you. Or yeah, honestly, that's don't pay attention stroke. to their kids at all. Don't know yeah. what the fuck is going on in their lives. Aren't aware of this weird shit that is happening around them. They're just like, it's fine. She's fine, bitch. No. <laughs> and then I got CCH pounded with a hammer. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and my last one, Esther bringing new meaning. To Daddy Kink. Damn. <laughs> oh, oh God. You've done too well this night. I don't even want to say anything. I think we just end with yours. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's like, good night, everybody. <laughs> that's that's tonight's episode. So this film came out July 24th, 2009. It came out in July. That's crazy. So uh, what do you guys think the budget for this film was? Katie. Eight million dollars. Eight. Greg. God, did it really take it take eight million to make this thing? Um, oh, I'm gonna do opposite of what you usually do, and I bet seven million dollars. The budget was twenty. What? Why? I oh, do. I don't know either. This is know. a high production value movie, like horror movie, and it had a wide, wide release. I will say it looks good, but fuck, man, twenty million sounds like a lot for this. I mean, and there were a couple of different locations, but it wasn't, I don't know. I assume they didn't make that house. It was just a real fucking house they filmed in. It just, 20 seems crazy, but they did have a lot of people they had to pay in this movie. A, a lot of the adults of. were, well, at least three of the adults were like, I'm an actual actor, so give me some I money. I guess. <laughs> Not high in demand, though. It ain't that special. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, what the percentage, what the cuts of all the money was. I'm very curious about that. So, what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? I said $45 million. Okay, Greg. I probably should have upped that, though. I have no idea how well this movie did. Uh, Oh, my God. Like a fucking Honda from Fast and the Furious, like changing gears and shit. <laughs> but no shit. Oh, thirty million dollars. She's like, <laughs> it's like that video of that girl calling uh, her ex boyfriend. It's like, John, I miss you so much. <laughs> that was her cry sound, and someone like was shifting gears. Yeah. So. 
the box office was $78.8 million. Yeah, this uh, movie was huge. Uh, people went to see this shit. I guess I didn't they, this one actually had a following. Yeah, it's it's weird. So it opened in the fourth spot at the box office behind what that movie G Force is about hamsters or uh, guinea pigs. And then Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. So it wasn't winning anything because that movie was around. And then I don't know the ugly truth. It's got uh, Catherine Heigl and Gerard Butler in it. Rom com. It's good. Yeah. So, I mean, it lost to those three, but I mean, it still made money. Uh, it was nominated for an Oscar, right? She won an Oscar? Uh, yeah, I think she got something for it. Uh, our boy Roger Ebert, he gave it three and a half stars out of four. He's like, the, the actress everybody kind of pointed toward the actress and was like she did a really good fucking job like mm-hmm. you should really just watch this like for her it's fucking yeah. amazing so uh it, it's fun and there was enough people just pushing they're like please can you just make another one but they're like i mean she did so can you do something and then they made a prequel that's all they can do now because that bitch is dead 13 years later yeah and I'm curious how they worked it out because I assume she's still, she's what, mid 20s now? 30. So I'm curious if she's just a small, I think she's a smallish like, person. Well, no, she, what, that was 12, 13 years ago? Yeah. She's just 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just very curious about how they worked it out. I know they can just do camera angles and make her look the same size she was if, you know i would guess it's probably mostly camera angles and stuff like they did with um the hobbits oh yeah like they're, they're gonna do something like that to make her seem smaller because there was no way of predicting based on her being 10 how she would have been when she was a, an adult like who knows so i'm reading real quick uh they just did practical effects to de-age her instead of having to do the whole like in Disney movies and stuff, how they de-aged like Robert Downey Jr. for like the one scene in the, uh, I forgot which Iron Man movie that was. Well, I mean, there's a huge difference between turning 55-year-old Robert Downey Jr. to 17-year-old Robert Downey Jr. from 22-year-old actress down to 10-year-old actress. Yeah. Like, and she's meant to be an adult anyways. Like, real life character or Lena is meant to be an adult anyways. So like her being 22 fits perfectly. Yeah. So uh, I was saying before, that this was based on something moderately real. So mm-hmm. it, there was a 34 year old person. Her name was Barbara Serklova and she was an orphan. So her first family abused her. And so she scuttled off and she became a 13-year-old boy who went missing. She impersonated a boy. Uh, I, and I think she was trying to kill the second family when she got there. Um, it was a mess. And then apparently, I think I read something that somebody in the family like called the cops and was like, uh, my little like kid is trying to kill me. And they're like, okay. And they're like, nah, this bitch, this bitch is not my, my child. <laughs> Help. <laughs> And they get there and she's like really trying to kill him. So, uh, yeah, sometimes real life is fucking crazier than movies. So that'd be the damnedest thing. You're like, man, this kid's awesome. It's like, I'm 45. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, so does anybody have anything else to say about Orphan? It was good. 
Very fun. Very fun. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So this is episode 16, man. We, we are getting that little black murder. So the, this is what the halfway point, right? Yes. So I'm excited. The, the rest of the movies are going to be really good. There's going to be a couple of new ones that we crack out towards the end because we have to wait. VHS 99 a few of them we have to just wait like goons but um, I'm very excited about this set list so if you have any cool fun facts about orphans or people impersonating orphans uh, you can tweet us at Alan we have an email it is alantempresents at gmail.com Facebook at so the music you listen to right now that is Flip and the Combined Effort Flip and the CE they're awesome tell them to make you a song they do it real quick. So with Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the salty Terrell that we use. It is one of my favorite pictures. That's why I use it all. I need to ask you guys to make some more art for me. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye guys. Maybe this is one of those situations where the phrase do your own research might actually apply.